Hello and welcome to The Arc, episode number nine. I'm Adam. And I'm Joy. Welcome back. Today we have a guest with us, Linda McKillop. And we're so excited to welcome her. Linda, please say hi to our audience. Thank you. Hello. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yes. We um, work with Linda here, Adam and I, at Tyndale. And Linda, we'd like to know a little bit more about what you do at Tyndale and how long you've been here, what your role is. Okay. Um, I've been here for five years, but for the past three months or so, um, I've been in a new position as an acquisitions editor for children and youth. Um, So working with the director, acquiring books and and, um, sifting through proposals and finding new material and... Um, and then ushering the books through the process. So it's very fun with lots of good um, products out there and authors and that kind of thing. So, uh-huh. yeah. What was your job before that? I was the marketing coordinator. Okay. So I worked on the marketing team and I did author relations for one of the publishing groups and um, helped with author self-promotion and... Um, did when we would have visitors in I would help with events and so it was really a hodgepodge and it was fun because it was very diverse mm-hmm. so fun fact um this would have been six years ago I think I worked downstairs in customer service and somebody was on maternity leave in oh. the beers group at the time and I um worked in that job like kind of the marketing coordinator for, three, for like three months I didn't know <laughs> so, that yeah, I got to know that department that was before study. I it just needed me for a couple months oh, and then yeah. actually like a, two months later I ended up getting the job in marketing services okay so okay. I've been all over the place at Tyndale mm-hmm. so I may have even sat at your you probably did desk my old desk that's funny <laughs> Linda what's your one of your favorite parts about the job um I would say right now it's probably going through proposals and in just catching a vision for a new book and mm-hmm. seeing it from the from the beginning and then getting to see the finished product. I love sitting in our kids team meetings and um, Jackie Nunes is our our designer and uh, she'll bring in uh, the possible um, illustrations and samples from illustrators and mm-hmm. so we'll we'll just get a sense of what the covers are going to look like and what the art is going to look like and it's really really fun and creative and we have a great team that's very Mm -hmm. collaborative and works together and um Mm -hmm. brainstorms well and and we kind of play off that so so neat do you get some outlandish proposals i would think for kids books (laughs) you could probably really stretch it to where it's kind of bizarre (laughs) yes we've had we yes (laughs) I was at a conference one time and somebody told me oh this is the this is the Christian Mickey Mouse that I have here they're like oh "Oh." okay (laughs) that's very funny and how do you make Mickey Mouse Christian yeah he prays yeah right I think they were trying to express (laughs) that it was going to be a big hit if we okay okay Uh yes yes and we do see that yeah that's great Linda you must it's really fun to be able to see something through the process very much very much develop it so recently we celebrated Thanksgiving 
So let's see. I was here for Thanksgiving. I spent it with friends, and my family spread out all over the place. So we had a Google Hangout, and oh, everyone got fun. to be together. So that was really fun. It was my first time doing it, and I didn't realize that whoever's talking gets the main screen. Oh, yeah. So that was really fun. However, there was a time when my little brother was kind of talking over my mom when another sibling was talking, and so the, the screens kept flashing back and forth. <laughs> I was like, Luke, please be quiet. I'm trying to listen to Grace. But, um, yeah, it was, it was so definitely funny. the highlight. Mm-hmm. And, Adam, you were here, too? I was here. Uh, my in-laws came into town. They left the day before Thanksgiving. They actually got to experience the snow. Um, mm-hmm. They're from Washington, but they the cold and snow, and then they left and went to Florida where it was 80 <gasps> degrees. So they had <laughs> nice. my mother-in-law actually shipped warmer clothes to Florida before they left wow. so that they wouldn't have, like, two different suitcases of winter <laughs> clothes and summer clothes so yeah they had a the extremes so they came from a like a moderate like 50 degrees and rainy Mm -hmm. to the snow and then to the 80 degrees and sunny so they she was posting pictures to facebook all week of them at the beach (laughs) (laughs) don't do that yeah and linda how do you celebrate thanksgiving um, we hopefully have our sons come home our sons are all dispersed all over the place they're grown um and but this year they did come home. We've had seasons when my husband and I would, would just, now that they're grown, we would spend it with friends or something. But this year we had them all home, and mm. which was very fun. And uh, we had we had their input on dinner, which is <laughs> which has changed. And um, it's become interesting because one of my sons who is, he's not a cook professionally, but he cooked a lot during his college years, and he wanted a bacon-wrapped turkey, yeah. which we made. What? <laughs> How would you do that? Please explain. It was a lot of bacon. bacon. Yes, Um, we stuffed it like well. And then the last time he was there, two years ago, we he wanted it brined, and we did that, and it was wonderful. And then this year, he said he wanted it brined and bacon. I said, "Oh, please, can we just choose one?" So we we chose the bacon, but um, you stuff the turkey, and and then literally, and there's all these things on YouTube that show you how to Mm -hmm. do it. But you wrap it around the legs, and then you do a weave with the bacon over the body of it so you you have all the bacon going this way and then you weave it in wow. and out and it actually does make the most wonderful turkey oh, i mean man. very moist and bacon and bacon but, anything i know <laughs> right. right how can so, it hurt oh so and it doesn't come out with the super bacony flavor it okay. was just moist and yummy yeah oh so good <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy we now. actually skipped the turkey this year really uh, yeah because it was just my son, he's two, so sometimes he'll eat uh, what we make and sometimes he won't, so we didn't want to risk it just having this big turkey yeah. with the two of us, and then we'd be eating it for a week. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> turkey pancakes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it sounds like you're probably pretty experienced with adapting family holidays, because mm. your sons are grown, and yeah. so traditions you may have had, you know, years past, they've had to change mm-hmm. and does that would you say that applies to Christmas too because that's mm-hmm. another big family mm-hmm. holiday I would I would say it definitely applies to Christmas we have this mix now where they want some of the familiar and they want to know that some things remain the same but they also like the turkey wrapped I mean the bacon wrapped <laughs> turkey you know there'll be something new that they'll bring to it or they'll say you know we're 
we're a little bit over the stockings now. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, um, but but there's much of our schedule is still the same. You know, we do Christmas Eve service, and um, we have a lot of the same um, decorations, the same movies that you watch, and the same and the same food with a little bit of an adaption. I sent out this email to my sons for Thanksgiving to say, "What do you need to see on the table?" Just wondering if it was going to be totally different request. And it's still, other than they might have added some things, they still wanted the same, Mm. um, some of the same food. And it's just comforting. And they don't live near us, and so it's it's just a sense of home to come back and have all of that. Yeah. I recognize that traditions really can unify a family, Mm. you know, and it can Mm -hmm. be a real pillar of stability. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. my family's changed quite a bit in the past year and so now we're having to relook at traditions Mm. and like kind of there are a couple things that can stay the same through the transition we've had but we're we're kind of rebuilding Mm -hmm. and I think Mm -hmm. too it's a normal thing either through adulthood or like Adam you with your little son like before it was just you and Megan you know having traditions and then you know you and Mm -hmm. Bob Luke in it plus she's from Washington I'm from Ohio we don't live anywhere near our family Mm. so it changes too depending on who we go to visit. My family has less things that they do every year and her family has a lot more traditions that they've kept. So it depends on where we go and if we stay here, we we haven't had enough uh, Christmases where it's just been us at home to where we fully have figured out yet. But we do do um, pizza, on mm-hmm. Christmas Eve. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, Deep dish? Or just very yeah. good? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I start to think about it about a week before. Okay. It's just what I'm feeling. Uh-huh. I'm the pizza expert. Okay. Do you make it or buy it? Buy it. Buy it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I do like to make pizza, but for mm-hmm. Christmas Eve, we buy it. Although that makes me feel a little bit bad for the people that we order it for because they've got to work. <laughs> and then we do cinnamon, uh, cinnamon bread on Christmas morning, which Wonderful. was my mom's tradition which she got from her mom mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so and now Megan makes that yes when our sons were little we had moved to Virginia from New England and we would um, for the first few years we would pack everybody up and we would travel home to be with family and then we realized we were in other people's homes and we were not having our traditions mm-hmm. and we just weren't creating those memories the, um, or having having the input that we would like to have. And so we we stopped and we didn't, we'd, people could come and visit us, but yeah. we didn't throw them all in the car anymore and just invited people to come to our house so we could figure out what we wanted Christmas to look like. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was very nice. So you'll be probably doing that. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's a wonderful life, by the way. Yeah. Well, we, yes. well, I have this <laughs> rule, which my wife hates, where... I don't like to watch the same movies two years in a row. Like, oh. I like to alternate oh, wow. them. So, but she likes to watch Elf every year. Uh huh. <laughs> but like White Christmas, I want to do it every other year just because we've seen that so many times. Mm-hmm. I need some space between because <laughs> you gotta forget a little bit of it so that yeah, it can be fresh. Again. That's <laughs> a good point. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, Linda, are your son's coming home for Christmas? They will all be home that week. But okay. one, our oldest son is married, and his um, his wife is from Michigan, and so we alternate the holidays. So he'll okay. come. He was here for Thanksgiving, but he will go over there for Christmas. But the nice, considerate thing that they've done so far, which I, I didn't always expect them to have to do it this way, but they, they come home for both holidays. They drive up from Tennessee for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and Christmas, and they split those weeks with both of us. And oh. so um, 
and then they alternate the holidays. And so we will probably have one night that they'll all overlap and be home. Um, and it won't be Christmas Eve. It'll probably be the night before Christmas mm-hmm. Eve. But and then I think part of the new traditions as your family morphs is we start to think, um, how do you celebrate Christmas when not everybody's at the table anymore? And yeah. and so that's and it's sort of an odd feeling. And I and I'm um, when we were living in Virginia when when our sons were growing up, we would very often have no family come down and so we would find the people who didn't have family like you, mm. you were talking about a friendsgiving or yeah. something and and so we had many friends that we spent holidays with for years and mm. and actually loved it i mean it feels like like it feels like family to have other people there and and my sons will still ask um they'll probably ask it this christmas you know who's coming over who's coming over Aww. but because we're used to not being with them and it's really special to have our sons come back we kind of pull in and we're a little more protective of that time we may or may not invite somebody to be a part of it yes. but we didn't include anybody outside for our thanksgiving this year so mm-hmm. it's nice to keep that protected yeah. but you're right my sister's not coming home this year for christmas so mm-hmm. it'll be the first time i've never in 25 years have never celebrated christmas mm-hmm. with her yeah. so that is going to be different yeah um and I probably won't see her till this coming summer. So it's just, it's something to, it's a good thing to recognize absence because then it means you really love that person. Yes. But then it's just, yeah. it's sad too at the same time. It's sad, yeah, you know? it's change. It's just, yeah. it's a mark of life that uh, people, our kids grow up and move on and, yeah, and do different right? things. So Yeah. Is Advent by chance a tradition for your family? In the sense that we did, you know, an Advent calendar, mm-hmm. we would always have mm-hmm. that in our home. Um, and then uh, I'm, one of the books that I absolutely love that we've done is, and I would do this instead of an Advent calendar if my boys were still young, but Ann Boskamp's Unwrapping mm-hmm. the Greatest Gift. Because Which you can check out episode eight to learn more about. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and it's just so beautifully done, and it, it, it gives the story um, of Jesus's family tree, but then it allows for discussion material and, and um, making crafts and, and decorating a tree. And it's, I think that's um, such a rich way to, to bring your kids into the experience and your family into the experience. And I would have loved to have had something oh, like this, yes. but I didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, you had a, a first-hand role in this book? I wasn't on the team. This was, we published this last year, actually. Okay. So, no, I didn't, I wasn't involved in this. And then this is, um, she published um, The Greatest Gift, I think, the year before that. And Mm -hmm. so this is a family version of that one. And this year they did the audio. Oh, did they? audio version, yes. Of this one? We have a sample of this one. Okay. We have a sample of that in our last episode. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that is beautiful. I think it's just a wonderful way to remember the Lord's presence and having daily reminders Mm -hmm. of who he is and Mm -hmm. the the gospel throughout the whole Bible in the Old Testament included. Mm -hmm. And um, we did Advent growing up. We would light the candles once a Sunday. Oh, we did. Yes. We we usually had the, yes, we had Advent candles. Yes. And I think it's just so good, especially for young children to learn and to focus on those things. Yes. You know, from an early age. And we do that at our church now. We had our first Advent sermon on Sunday and that was really yeah it was really neat to be a part of it it is the waiting and the the longing and expectation yes that's right 
It's really beautiful. Yeah. My, my family did not have any Advent. We didn't have an Advent calendar. I don't even think I'd ever even seen one, maybe until a couple of years ago, which is weird now because I feel like they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. at Starbucks. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that, maybe that's when I first saw Wow, cause I yeah, because worked, worked there. I worked at Starbucks oh, right did? after college, so maybe that is... It's <laughs> funny. You can find them everywhere. Yeah, but yeah, we've talked about what is our... Are we going to start a tradition? Are we going to maybe go through this book or another Advent devotional, have a Advent calendar? I, I probably shouldn't say this, but I, I started a, a Star Wars countdown which actually strangely lines up with advent really well i probably does it really well mine only goes up to december 18th okay so uh but i should i should probably if i have that i should probably have an actual advent calendar too Mm -hmm. today's the first day adam you better get on it i know exactly oh that's funny in light of advent linda was there any way that you helped your son see that really Christ was the reason for the season in the midst of a lot of secularism and I know maybe it wasn't as as intense as it was or is now because I know there's a lot of commercialism around it mm-hmm. um, how did you instill those values in your family mm-hmm. I think there might have been still a heavy-handed amount of um, commercialism it felt that way to me and I didn't grow up in a Christian home and so when we had our children I really wanted it to be Christ-centered and yet you grow up in the suburbs and and it's just an explosion of Christmas lights and what kids are looking for and Santa Claus everywhere at the at the mall and plus it's really cute to get pictures of Santa so and so we just we wrestled with a lot of that how do we I didn't want them to think to one day realize that okay so Santa Claus was fake so is this Jesus fake too and um, so we sort of steered I think they might have sat on his lap a couple of times but we we were just very honest about it's not this is for fun or whatever Um, but the lights we would very often go drive around we lived in Richmond um, Virginia and we would take an, you know, an evening to go drive around the city and, and look at the lights and talk about how the whole world lights up for Jesus, even though everybody didn't necessarily know that's, that's what they were doing. So, mm, yeah. um, and, and then um, just trying to bring in our, our own being quiet, reading the Christmas story. We had a, um, a beautiful manger set that we still put up, and that's that's one of the traditions as well, that it's the same one that my children had since they were little, and it's it, it's really very tasteful, and um, and so it was it was focused on on Christ and, mm-hmm. and his coming. So mm-hmm. that's beautiful because then even when the traditions change or the family dynamics look different, you mm-hmm. remember like we have a foundation yes. that no matter where we are, what we do or what we've lost in the year mm-hmm. before, like we can stand strong because we remember it's mm-hmm. about Christ. Right. Right. Yeah. And it always felt like such a contradiction that we would do these elaborate, um, decorations and and lights and that kind of thing for a story that takes place in a manger mm. and it's a very simple simple story and you think mm. oh my goodness how do you make sense of this for children but um, I think we can be intentional and I think we can you know bring in 
the story of Advent and, and Jesus's family tree and, and showing how scripture points to him coming and, um, and just return to that and refocus on that. Mm-hmm. So. That's a really good point, Linda, about how humble mm-hmm. the beginning of Christ's life was and how much hype there is around Christmas. Yes. And, you know, we think there is in, you know, Scripture where the angels come, and that is a glorious celebration. Mm-hmm. So it's not to be taken away from that, but also to remember not to lose the sacredness mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Christ's birth and mm-hmm. all the other things. Yeah, finding time mm-hmm. to be quiet and yes, and think and, and talk about the story. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. We went to the um, Museum of Science and Industry mm-hmm. last week, and they had Christmas trees from around the world. Mm-hmm. Well, they're they're all the same tree, but they're de- decorated for each country, and it, it's interesting just to see the different styles of the decorations. And mm-hmm. there's a little description under each tree that talks about traditions in those countries. It's interesting to see every country has a different way of celebrating Christmas, mm-hmm. and here in the U.S., we kind of take little pieces from other countries, probably based on because we're a melting pot. Yes. And then some of that's gotten out of hand a little bit with the commercialism. But I think it's cool to look back at older traditions and the simplicity, not just other countries, but here too, just mm-hmm. how things used to be. Maybe uh, revisiting some of those old-time uh, traditions. That's why I think uh, seeing the Christmas carols and Christmas Eve with mm-hmm. lighting a candle is something that's probably been done for hundreds of years. So simple things like that I think are important to do. In two of our traditions growing up, and I'm not sure why this first one has has vanished, but we used to go caroling and you never mm-hmm. ha- you never see or hear carolers anymore and we don't we've talked about it and thought, what is it a safety issue that people are afraid to open mm-hmm. their doors or why and I you'll our church will gather people and maybe go to a nursing home or something where it's um, it's structured and they know you're coming. But about 15 years ago, my niece um, on Cape Cod had decided she wanted us all to go out caroling. Mm-hmm. And and that and we hadn't heard a caroler in years at, at that point. And so she had little music books and, and maybe five or six of us went out caroling and everybody that opened the door said, I haven't heard a caroler <laughs> in years. Oh. And, and some people were saying, do we give you money? What to, we don't know what to do. <laughs> it had been so long. And I, mm. and I think that's this, this, such a beautiful tradition. Mm, and I would love to see people bring that back. I don't know, even if people didn't have to open their door to hear it. And then we would even do very simple um, Christmas decorating when we were younger. And it was, and I don't know if this is because I'm from New England, but... Um, you know, stringing popcorn and cranberries. I lived across mm. the street from cranberry bogs, and so oh. we would we would string those and put them on the tree, and then put them outside afterwards. But there is something about the really um, tangible things that you make and mm. and you create, which is also nice doing the crafts here, and that you mm-hmm. have something to see afterward that you've put together. But yes. Um, but yes, I think carols and um, yeah. I think musical performances at church and concerts and um, Wheaton College does a beautiful Christmas festival mm-hmm. every year that we usually try and go to and so they're just so celebratory with the music. Yes and communal too. I was in a high school ministry meeting last night and we decided for a Christmas party we're gonna 
bake cookies and take those cookies as we carol to the neighborhood. So you are caroling. We are caroling, yes. Yeah, so do you always this. do it? Or No, um, I don't often do it, but I think we'll have, you know, a bunch of 14 through 17-year-old kids with us, and I think that's a really great way to say, hey, caroling is not dead. It's still alive. Passing <laughs> it on to the um, next generation. Yeah, it'll actually, Linda, be very close to your neighborhood, so okay. we'll be around there. <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife's family she has two brothers and they all played and in, played instruments in mm-hmm. the marching band and stuff and so they would her dad would make them and a couple of their cousins go and play play carols with their instruments to oh, different house. they all hated it at the time yeah. <laughs> i think sure. they look back on it fondly mm-hmm. that is so neat so instead of caroling they would go out yeah. and play the trumpets or yes. something so you should ask your son i know <laughs> oh they would love that i guess oh, yeah. <laughs> well linda i'm so grateful that you've spent this time with us sharing your traditions about your family and thank you it yeah fun. it's been it's wonderful to just ask each other, you know, how we celebrate mm-hmm. and encourage each mm-hmm. other to do it well. And thank you for everything you do at Tyndale. Yes, too. thank you. My pleasure. This was fun to, to uh, reminisce. Yes. All right. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. And thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.